Welcome to the Searching for Meaning podcast. My name is Gonzalo, and I'm joined by my brother, Tiago. Welcome. Greetings. And uh, today, if you're listening to a bit more background noise than it's normal, it's because we are, we are on our balcony. And uh, so we have a problem that we have the two mics, but if we're on the same house, it doesn't work because one will like catch the other sound, you know, very professional. But so we're both like in the balcony right now. So you may hear a bit of more wind than it's normal. But um, I think I'll start with um, just a few updates on the podcast that so we are planning to start bringing some guests, some episodes and um, nothing like 100% confirmed, but it's probably going to. Yeah, not even, I'm not going to say. Yeah, not, not going to like spoil anything for anyone. But one that that one is like almost pretty fucking certain, which is because we talked about the book, The Game by Neil Strauss. So we're going to bring a, one of the guys, the pre, pretty much original guys. I don't think he was in the book, but he was, he knows all of them. He, he hangs out with them on the regular. And uh, yeah, so, oh my God. So yeah, <laughs> that's going to be like the plan. And uh, yeah, so probably going to start posting when there's a guest like two times per week. But we'll we'll still see about it. But one thing I wanted to get into, because, um, so last week we talked about the game. And I like I hadn't read it in I don't know three years something like that. So today I like I re-downloaded it into the Kindle and I was reading it on the train. And first of all, I don't want to do another game podcast, but <laughs> first of all, like I definitely recommend like Neil Strauss, either that book or any other because I'm assuming he writes like that in every book. And it's just it's like the, from the moment you you read the first chapter, you're like I'm hooked. Yeah. I can't because I, I noticed some books when I'm in the train reading. I'm like, ah, OK, I'm going to sleep a bit now. I'm tired of reading with that. You're just like, what comes next? What is the next thing that's going to come? And so, yeah, but all this to get into the a point, And I think I want to go into more this this podcast about like socializing and anxiety in general in like people socializing with each other. Because yeah. like we were talking before. So Tiago is like his first week of university. And you were telling me, like, actually, how do you tell me, like, how all the people yeah. are there in general? Yeah, so first week. Uh, the, so because before I, I entered into university, the, I did like a what's called a gap year. So traveling all around, not all around, what, what am I saying? But Jet like, no, traveling. I, I traveled to Italy and did some more traveling after that. And it, it's cool because the all the skills I picked up there, sometimes it's kind of easy to forget what they are because you're just so inside of that world. Everyone kind of has the same skill set. But now coming back to like to, to university, I see all those kids that they kind of they went there straight from school. And yeah. I remember myself like how I was before doing all that whole year of traveling, how I was. And I, I just imagine that that's how they are. But directly from that, they went to the university. So it's like yeah. kind of... I, it's kind of like they are still very much kids instead of being adults because they just they haven't they they really I think this is probably that's what university is for most kids it's like the transitioning phase from kid to adult yeah and I guess they're still going through it I feel like I've kind of I'm not saying I, I've kind of went through it but I'm more ahead in the, the sense that I've I faced that uncomfortable of being out of the family being uh, being in a new place not knowing anyone I've kind of I've had to go through that once and so now going through it again it's easy especially <laughs> because like no one because i can see that everyone's afraid of starting a conversation everyone's looking around kind of looking yeah. down you can see it 
the, the social discomfort. And now, like now that I see it, it's like, oh, now I have the power to break this uncomfort, like this discomfort, yeah. and it it feels good. It's kind of a superpower that I think mo- just because most people don't have it nowadays, which is kind of weird if you think about it. It's, I think it's something that kids have always had. And if you, for example, we have this this case. I think when kids growing up in yeah in poor like poor countries and like this is just like a random example but i can tell like the the when there's like an interview on the the news channel and you see one like from a, a developed country like the kids are very shy and they don't even know how to do it. if it's like from a poor country and like i just think with like the example like portugal versus brazil when i see kids like from brazil like they go into the favelas and interview them they're completely like they don't give a fuck they're talking like they were talking with a friend there's no like shyness there it's just yeah. because i think it's First of all, I, I think it's like not having social media in that case. It's just go out more often. They, you're they, all, you're, you're always, always outside. outside. You're always doing things outside and socializing with people. For how bad those things maybe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But but yeah, in that sense, it's a it's a benefit, I guess. If but just by the social thing, and just that's just 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 go. Oh my god, just just goes to show how how kind of like how we created new problems with technology. Yeah. For sure. And one thing I noticed, and uh, you probably noticed as well, is that when you go into an environment, because like if you're traveling and all around, you're used to being with people who are, you know, more, how will you say, developed socially, not even developed, but they're more accustomed to new interactions. I guess they were just older. So that's like by virtue of that, they just knew more because everyone I was around with was like 28 or more. Yeah. So you don't get that thing where people are like, oh, I never done this before. And I, so I never went to university, so I can't say for sure. But what I see when I meet people or I see people that are, they look at least that they're in the first year of university, they just moved to the city, is that you can clearly see that they're not comfortable being there. It's not not only being there, but like with themselves as well. It's kind of like, because I feel like you, and that's why I kind of recommend doing this before going into university. Because I feel like the pressure of getting good grades is enough, much and if you're adding on top of that, like having to be good meeting people and everything is just too much. And that's why also I feel like a lot of people then don't do good in university. It's just too many problems at once. Like, oh, now I'm alone. I have no friends. I also have to get good grades and I'm, oh, and then you, you end up doing, it's like that problem where you end up doing nothing instead of doing something. While if like, like both of us did, you take a year and you're kind of like figuring out, but while on that figuring out, you're meeting new people, you're maybe the learning some new languages, pretty much putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation. You deal with that. So then when you go and there's like the classic example we're talking about, when the teacher asks you a question to the class, what happens most of the time? Especially especially if it's a class of people who don't know each other. No one says anything. If you have the ability, and especially if you know the answer, and then you have the the mental fortitude or whatever you want to call it, to just put your hand up and talk. It's like, not only do you stand out from to your teacher to your colleagues but also to yourself you're just proving that this shit isn't that hard you know yeah that's the thing i noticed i'm noticing more and more because i I can this is kind of like going back to school in a sense because it's it is it is is exactly like that and now because and i because really when the like the the whole year of of travel of travel and new experiences was kind of like i think what made me grow more and so I, I was during that year, I was like, man, I wish I had done this during school or like a way, that was a way for me to have this skill set when I was in school. And I was like, kind of, oh, man, it would, it would have been cool. But now it's like, OK, 
I can do it now yeah, yeah. because it, I am literally in the school. So now things just feel, it just feels much more easier because you've kind of, I think it's kind of like putting yourself to the discomfort first so that now you can like get the results better. So because that's what, like you were saying, most people, when they go to university, they're just like, it's overwhelming because they're out of, they're out of the house. Maybe they, they've never cooked for themselves. They've never like they never dealt. Yeah. They've never dealt with like criticism. Like most people, when they go, like go, go share a room, they're sloppy. Then they don't clean up after themselves. So like other people get mad at them. They're not even used to that. Yeah. And and so it's just like that old pressure. And then add to that, like school, the responsibilities from school. I, it's just a, too too overwhelming. That's why you see people really when they go to college. At least with my all of my friends, I see it's like they've either gotten fat or they look just very much worse because I think it's just too much stress coupled with lack of sleep, and then they don't even know anything about food or whatever. And so just like and there's no more like parent pressure because whether you 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 know it or not, your parents they like they take up they clean up after you for a lot of things that you don't even notice. And when you're out, that's where you notice all of those things. And if you're like the average teenager, like you don't even cook for yourself. You don't even, you don't even clean up after yourself. Your mom probably does all of those things for you. And so you're like, kind of take it for granted. And when you go out, you can, maybe you don't even want to admit to yourself. Uh, this is what happened to me in Italy. It was like, I didn't want to admit that those things were very important, but then I noticed like the chaos I was living in. And now it affected my ability to, to be productive, to do things I liked. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is important and I have to learn this skill. And like, that's why also I feel like, I'm not saying like, don't go to university or you have to travel and do all this stuff first, but it's more like, know that this will probably happen. If you're not the, it, I mean, it's not the same for everyone, you know, but there's people who are very social and they, they're like, they, that's kind of made for them, quote unquote. But for most people, I think there's a great advantage in pretty much for anyone just like to focus on certain things at a time. Because like that, like if you're trying to do all of those things, you're not going to do any of them well, which means you're going to be frustrated with yourself pretty much. Like, oh, my grades are not good. And then my friend, I don't have the the social circle I want to have. And now I look back. And I remember at the time I was like, how do you get like a better social circle or how do you not feel as anxious when doing this. And in reality, and this is the advice no one wants to hear, it's, it takes time. It's like, you may be doing everything right, but you just have to give that time. For example, you can go to the gym starting today and be doing everything right. But then if you look to your left and you see Larry Wheels, like big power lifter, and you look at him like, I'm doing everything he's doing. Why am I not this big? Because you didn't give it enough time. Yeah. He's been doing this for God knows. You could be doing everything he's doing. Guess what? You're not gonna be like him immediately as you start doing it but so now i look back and at those times and i was like oh i was doing things right i just had to give it time and then to a certain extent like talking more about that anxiety i don't think it ever goes away you just learn to deal with it better yeah the, the before i give it to you the only difference is that so I, I i do believe the feeling that initial feeling is always the same but if you deal with it immediately then you feel good after. If you don't, you feel worse after. That's the only difference. Because mm -hmm. I do believe that the intensity of it, it's it's not always the same. I've, but I do believe it's pretty much, it lowers a bit, but you just learn how to deal with it better, pretty much. Yeah, I think part of the, the dealing better with it, it's just like, like you say, the intensity of the feeling kind of goes down a bit, but it's not that much. So what really changes is you have like a, a mental note to compare yourself with. Because now you know that, okay, when I do 
when I face this anxiety, I feel better. When I don't, I feel worse. Now yeah. your brain kind of goes to that, like, okay, I want to feel good. So just it's more present in your mind that what you need to do is is just in the case of social anxiety, go talk to the person. And even with that, it's about giving it time. But also, like when people ask the question of, uh, I don't have like the friends I want to have. I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have my social circle that I want to have. It's kind of like also just going out and talking to, to people. I think most people just like kind of they're like expecting for it to happen to just like kind of put yourself in the right scenario when people will pop up but that's, that's not how it works you may be in the right scenario but you just don't have what it takes to go and open and talk to someone that you don't even know and so that's kind of it takes time but it also takes practice just it takes going up to people that you you find um you find like threatening not threatening but like intimidating if you feel like you have yeah, it's like that quote i think it was you i think it was you shared it um from Stephen Pressfield, it's the the more important an action is to your soul's yeah. development, the the more resistance there will be. Yeah, it's exactly like that. So in this case, it's one of those things that you know, you know, you have to do it because you're afraid of it. And with social anxiety, it's that. And it's one of the things that I think, for me, for me, now that I'm kind of going through it because we talked about the game the other day. I didn't even know. I I, I don't consider myself socially anxious. Like I, it's easy for me to like to go meet strangers but it's not easy for me to go talk to a girl with the intention of like yeah. getting a date or something like that so that's kind of like a, a little gap i noticed myself like whoa this is extremely hard and, and i remember from years ago this is what i felt exactly about just making friends yeah. and yeah and also i feel like i do want to go a bit because i've been not so focused in the game but just because of all of this it's been on my mind a lot and now reading it again the 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 thing I see is that for most people, why are you why are you anxious? Most of the time, it's like first of all, it's natural to feel anxious when going to a new group, just like DNA wise, I do believe. But then also there's that thing which is, what do I say? Uh, what do I say after that thing? I say, what? How is this all gonna play out? And to a certain extent, I do feel like for when you have nothing to have like a a, cr a crutch, clutch to fall on, it's it's definitely helpful. Like how you seen. Like Neil Strauss in the game, not to go too much back to this, this nerdy ass guy who had never done this. And you can see that by applying these right things according to the other guys, then it works. And then you, s because I also imagine, let's take the girl example. Imagine you're a girl, you go to a bar, you're more, you're probably more than tired of like weird guys coming up to you, either drunk or, or like boring talk. And then imagine, one comes with like a conversation that you're that you're like oh that's kind of interesting and he's not really i don't feel like he's trying to do like pick me up or anything then he proves to be like a good person all around you can have a deep talk but also be playful that's much better but that only comes with practice and whatever it is even if it's just making new friends because you'll notice and you notice this, especially with very sociable people, they always say the same stories. They always say the same things when meeting. It's like their quote unquote routines. They're like their gimmicks or whatever. And so a lot of it is just also like you were saying, just go out and do it more, even though that's probably the worst advice somebody in that position wants to learn. And if like, if you can't, you know, go, imagine you want to make new friends, you can go up to that person immediately. Maybe just go and, I don't know, just ask for the time, start there and then go from there. And eventually, if you like keep building it up, you'll build it up to a point where you probably need, didn't even think it was possible.
So that's kind of, it goes back to, it's, it's a habit, like everything. Like if you see like natural, people that are naturally sociable, they, are, they can figure it out without even thinking about it. But it's also an habit for them. They've yeah. done it so many times. That's why they have all the same routines, the same whatever. They have the same things that they do because it's, it's become an habit. So yeah. you should deal with it the same way you deal with forming an habit. Make it something concrete. Like we've talked this when we reviewed the book Atomic Habits. It's just about like making it, uh, so make, make it something that you can track so just really have a plan defined to do out like i want to be more social just like if you just set that goal you'll never get anywhere because yeah, it's, not, it's not concrete you have no standards to compare yourself with but let's say i want to i want to be more social and to get to that point i will interact with one stranger every day like that's a beginning I, even if that seems too much for you just like 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 you like you were saying just start with like asking the time something that feels completely like the least um uh, intimidating for you as possible because asking for a time it's almost guaranteed that you won't be rejected and that's what most people that have social anxiety that's what they fear they fear getting rejected and so just like asking for a time you'll never be rejected so it's a good way to start building that up maybe then you you eventually graduate from asking for a time to saying hi just like saying hi and having like a a fun opener to to use on people or, or something like that but it's it Treat it like an habit and also don't be afraid. I think people are very afraid in this thing of like using predefined sentences or, or things they're going to say to people because yeah. they don't want to seem fake. And I was just, um, I was reading, I don't know, I was reading like, a, because now I'm getting into the, I've read the game. So I'm getting into the, the whole. You read, you read the whole book already. Uh, no, no, not the though. I'm almost finished. Yeah. But yeah, it's a very good book. So it's not, it doesn't take that long to, but I'm reading the game and at the same time I'm like looking for new articles and stuff inside that world and I was just reading one today it was like the the if you rehearse like a, a, an opener enough times it eventually seems more natural than something natural you'd come up with which is fucking true because yeah. it, it's if you've like if you've practiced something enough times you just you get good at it and, and there's no way around it and I I don't think there's any reason to feel bad about it it's just like you're saying it's a crutch and most people Let's just be honest. We grew up in a world where we were we're kind of it was against us in terms of social odds because you had all these platforms and uh, social networks that made you worse socially. And now it's kind of regaining that that um, that skill. Yeah, and also I think the the thing also about having a, a crutch, at least in the beginning, is that the other person's experience is guaranteed to be much better. Yeah. The the one who's on the receiving end of whatever you're trying to do, because if you just like go all stumble and all like, you looked, that's not play. like imagine. So imagine anyone who's listening for you. How do you feel when like um, a homeless guy comes and asks you money in that normal way? Like, oh, do you have some change? Do you feel good? No, you most likely would rather not have that happen to you. But also on the the reverse end, if it was a person you saw always is well dressed is. He speaks speaks properly, and he's not letting this shit get weird or awkward. He doesn't smell bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then at that point, you're like, oh, then you'd rather him stay or her stay than leave. And that's, I, I feel like a lot of people listening to this cannot relate to that because a lot of also messages we get is like, oh, I'm so sad because of this girl or oh, how do I deal with this anxiety? And I feel like, it because now I notice that also taking some advice from like the game and mystery and everything, you notice that interactions where you go into, and if you just, you have these things prepared, you leave the person's life better than when you were there before. 
And if you can see this, like if you go out at night, go to any bar, any crowded bar, any club, look around. There's probably like 5% of people having fun. All the others are looking around to see where the fun's at. And if you can be the person that brings that fun, oh, maybe you have this game you practiced a hundred times. Who gives a shit? It's better for them. Mm-hmm. Then it's better than to... And you'll notice it, especially... I don't know. You'll see like a lot... Because in clubs, it's easier because it's so loud. You can kind of distract yourself. just like wiggling a bit, kind of dancing. In bars, you'll see that it's it's deadly. Like weird sounds. One, two, everyone brings out their phone. It's like that. It, it's just what happens. But what would happen if you could be the person that doesn't let that happen because everyone is so like, you know, enjoying the conversation, engaging the, that conversation. That's also like a superpower. Yeah. And the, the problem is, and why there's so few people who, like you see Neil Strauss and Mystery and all ma- other guys, maybe the guys coming to the show, is that it's very hard. Because, for example, what happens when you practice guitar and you miss a chord? Nothing happens. You just keep practicing. Now, what happens if you're practicing being more social and somebody's like, oh, you're being weird. What happens? You're like, oh, my God, I'm weird. It hurts inside my emotions. Yeah. So that's why. And then it's easier to just not do this again. That's why also for like how creepy sometimes it may seem, and especially in the book, like to the extents they go to, which I feel like some of them are I just like, come on, we're going to go out with a, <laughs> a red velvet cowboy hat. It's like, OK, maybe this is a bit too much for me. But the overall is that. It, it was never easy to do that. And that's why also, number one, you have to respect the guys who did that. And then also try to do that yourself a little bit. Even if it's just those, uh, I think two years ago or three, there was a very popular thing like uh, comfort challenges where it's like, oh, just lay on the street for 10 seconds. It's like on the middle of the street, lay down yeah. or take your shirt and stuff like that. And it was very popular. And the reason is because we all have things we want to express that we can't. And not because someone else doesn't let us because we don't let ourselves express that and we all admire the people because we admire the people that do that because we know how much it costs to do it like how how the pain that you have to go through to eventually like even if it's like just doing something weird outside even if you're like in a city that no one knows you it's still hard it's 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 in your dna like you said previously it's it's bio it's biological that we are afraid of being rejected by the drive so it makes sense but it also like that's why we reward it so much when we see someone that's kind of yeah. gone past that. But even going back to the crutch thing, I feel like I view, I'm viewing it as the same way as like, if I would, like most people have no idea about nutrition. So what should they do? They should probably like track their food so that they know, they, they know what they're eating. That's kind of a crutch. You have apps to do that. And we need that crutch because people don't know how to eat anymore. We've kind of like, as a society, we've kind of, no one know. Like if you were to put someone in the, in the wild and tell them like, survive, they don't know how to kill something. They don't know what to pick, what's poisons, what's not. So we need crutches in that specific field to re-educate ourselves. And it's the same thing is happening, especially like today with the, the with today's kids. The same the same thing is happening that we are becoming socially awkward. Like, like we have we aren't being properly raised or or teached how to be social. And the previous teaching would like kind of be just like we would figure it out ourselves. Just throw us in a bunch of people. If you're a kid, you probably make friends easily. But nowadays we have that the that cardinal sin of having a phone. Even kids now have it. So if they get to a party and there's other kids and they have a phone, guess what? They're not gonna go up to the other kids. They have the phone, so they have like an easy way of having fun. Yeah. And that, I, I feel that just kind of ex- escalated to the point where now we have teenagers that 
are very socially awkward and don't know what to do. And that's why we, that's why also this market is so popular because no one yeah. knows what to do. I mean, if you're not a natural, naturally like socially extroverted person, you're, it's kind of like you're doomed to being an, an awkward guy forever. Yeah. Unless like, then you find this advice and you practice it. And like, I was reading the book today and there, because like when you think about, oh, if I said that, I, if this was on my mind, I wouldn't be even as anxious because imagine there's like a group of, okay, let's say two guys and three girls. And I tell like, oh, go, okay, go talk to them. And you're like, you probably start panicking if you really realize that I wanted to make you do that. But now imagine I tell you like, okay, go there, but say this first. I was reading the books. So if you go and be like, hey guys, real quick, you guys believe in magic? And then they're like, whatever. And then you just say the classic. Okay, because me and my friend were having this talk about it, this magic trick he was teaching me. I just wanted to see if it worked on you guys. And then you go like, oh, think, think of a number of one to four. I'm going to guess your number. Usually it's number three. There you go. And then there you go. There you are. There, that's it. Free opener, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Free advice. No, but but like you see, would you be anxious doing that? Maybe a bit, but not as, not yeah, not even know. not even close to, to before. And then everyone in that group's like, this literally never happened before or ever going to happen again. By the odds of someone doing this, it's almost never going to happen. And then it's like you provided a fun moment for everyone there. And th the thing is, then this also applies to your normal relationships. Even like when you go out with friends, there's probably some a lot of awkward moments where you wish like you could be like, huh, I wish I could say like something. I had something to say here now that would kind of re-engage the group or all this. And of course, you can only do this once if it's with the yeah. with the same group. But also, the for me, the the big thing is that it gives you freedom. It gives you freedom knowing that you can, because if you're all if you're just at the mercy of like you being creative that day or oh I'm in the mood today, then nothing gets done. Nothing for any area gets done if you're relying on motivation and you know just feeling it like feeling like it in that day. And for me, this. This is just I because also then I was doing a, a more research and so these were the original guys who were doing like all all routines pretty much everything they said was planned and then it kind of shifted to more like oh just be yourself just go there and be yourself and express yourself and I do believe that you should express yourself like that is helpful just not at the beginning it's 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 just plain out not like if I tell you. If I would say that advice for any other area of your life, you'd say like, that's not advice. That's bullshit. Yeah. So because, okay, because take, you always have to think about the worst case possible. Imagine this guy who's been playing like, <laughs> so now like World of Warcraft, the WoW classic has relaunched. I don't know if you heard of it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it has relaunched. But imagine a guy like who spent 16 hours playing that. And then he goes out and you just tell him, oh, be yourself. The fuck is he gonna talk about raiding the next boss? <laughs> does, yeah, like, like this. No one cares about, it. and that's why I see that. Pretty much, my main point is that everything can be learned, and I know it doesn't feel like that because I felt like right now I'm whatever doesn't give. I don't really. You always give a shit, but much less than before now for me. And before I thought like, oh my god, social anxiety. What do you do? I wanna, I wanna say these things, but I really can't because my. I don't let myself do those things. So for me, it's the main thing is that, or that I want to pass to you is that there is an option. And even if it doesn't feel like it's possible at first, it's more uh, like find someone who kind of did it and follow their advice and just give it time.
Yeah. Actually, I can speak from the perspective of someone who's kind of going through it because now I've slowly, like, like just like by reading the book, the game is kind of what started and and started me into thinking and started the way of thinking of like it being a skill and it being something that can be improved like any other area in your in our in your life. Because I think most people think that I'm not even talking about girls, but just like friends, friendship and making connections. People think it's something that's granted. You like you get it at birth, and you don't even have to work to it. That's therefore that's why we get the advice: be yourself. Because people think you just have to be yourself, and sure, that would have worked for most of history because people actually knew how to. Like they, they weren't limited by this anxiety of talking to new people. They could be themselves without thinking about it all that much. But nowadays, we've kind of taken a step backwards in that aspect, so we don't know how to be ourselves anymore. Or like we we don't feel comfortable enough to be ourselves. If you see that these pickup artists, I was even reading this chapter on on the game. Neil Neil talks about like eventually got to a point because he expected like the routines to be a crutch and eventually would stop using them. But then he realized this is it. The routines are what the game is. So, he, but the difference now is that he he is the routines. Like he kind of beca- became them, and that's why they that's why he's one of the best. And also, one thing. Sorry to interrupt there. Uh, but that I want to get to and that they also talk about is that eventually the routines should be like your own life experiences, but you just write them in a way that are interesting to be heard. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like all those things that they write there, it's something that happened to someone and they just wrote it in an interesting way. Yeah. The thing is that if you're not an interesting person, which can happen if you're like, <laughs> imagine you're 18, you never travel or anything, you're, well, you're boring. For, or maybe you don't know how to express what you like in an interesting way. Well, there it is something interesting you can say and then go from there. The same thing you were talking about previously about like in any other area of life, people wouldn't give you that advice. So like if you're going to the gym, a personal trainer wouldn't come up to you and be like, ah, oh, man, just do what feels right, you know? No, like <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Give me some tangible advice for me to do something. And so I guess that's why it's a field in such high demand and that's why I think also the pickup game is such a a good place to start because it's filled with guys and guys don't really care about your feelings that much. Yeah. So you get real advice. Maybe they, they oriented towards women. And yeah, sure, you can also use it for that. But it's also like you can, it's universal. It's, it works for women as well. Just trying to make friendships. If you just applied all those concepts to making friendships, you'll get better. And it works because it's concrete advice. They give you like strategies and it's not that bullshit of like oh man just go outside and like people don't want to hear that I mean, people want to hear that that's why yeah. that's why we hear it but people that's not what they need to to improve it's like any other habit yeah and I, just to conclude i guess it's like it's exactly like you were saying that you wouldn't say like a fat person oh just embrace your body it's okay if Some are. yeah but like if they want to if their goal is to lose the weight then the advice is not that if, if what you really want is just to feel good about yourself, then not this is, I mean, this can get you there. But the thing is, usually it's never that. The, you have a goal. You're like, oh, I don't want to feel as socially anxious or I want to be more, more accepted. At the end of the day, I want to be more accepted when I talk pretty much. And the way to that maybe starts here, maybe starts in another place. But the thing is and that I would recommend, stay away from like feel good advice. In any area, just... If somebody's telling you, like, you just have to embrace your emotions and be okay. Unless you're dealing with past trauma, that's not the advice to go to, pretty much. That's what I feel like. If you're like, 
you have to deal with emotional shit inside you then yeah you go you meditate on those things you go to a psychiatrist then it's time for the feel-good advice if you want concrete things actionable things go to the guys or girls or people or whatever that have done those things and for me let me just see on how long we are on the podcast because okay 33 minutes we can we can oh, we can still run along this a bit longer i just don't want to make this like becoming a game podcast <laughs> it's like transitioning yeah no but but it's but i feel like for everyone especially when you find it it's so interesting because you see like oh there's actually a method to this it's not like oh you're born with this or you're not because at the end of the day you see like i think you said this in the last podcast why does dan bilzerian have so many followers why did the uh Hugh Hefner was so so popular and playboy magazine also so famous it's because deep down every guy wants that to, or to a certain extent they look at it and they're like fuck my life's not like that no, or they hate them I actually said I said that's why so many people hate Dan Bilzerian. So many guys hate him because it's kind of like this guy has everything I want. For most guys, I mean, it's like the women, the the money. It's if you like, it's the classical thing. Like a biological, biologically, a man searches for its power in women, and it, like just go see the examples in nature. And that's kind of it. We 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 kind of forget we're animals still, and that really appeals to us. So the way. There's no shame in it also. I think people are just very ashamed of admitting that not like not like they don't they're not afraid to, to admitting they're lonely, but they're afraid of admitting that they want to have like more friends or they they want to have more girls like in their lives. People are, are afraid to to, to to like to manifest those desires, which is that's kind of a whole new topic, but I think people have just been repressing their feelings so not their feelings but their thoughts, especially men. Like, yeah, like some so yeah, like yeah, we want to go through that. Like men have been repressed, not repressed, but we are now being taught to repress kind of like the primal desires of, of like if you're a man, you wanna you wanna have power, you wanna have women, money, money is kind of like the it's yeah, it's power. But and even like we've seen this with like the the new culture that despises like physical activity and physical struggle in in men and doesn't want like just we've already talking about this but the Gillette ad is a perfect example of this like we're we're like even the when when the other guy like we all know this like what it even became a meme when the other guy is like blocks the other guy was going like to talk with a girl it's like why is that wrong like well how do people meet each other like do you really want to want the story of your like if you imagine you have a wife you have some kids and the kid asks you oh how'd you how'd you meet mom dad oh on tinder you know she sent me a message i swap right like you is that really the story i'm not saying there's like anything bad with i mean i am saying there's anything there's something bad with that because people like if you if that's your idea of how to socialize that's why we also that's why we need this advice so much because People, we've even gotten to a point where we see men going up to talk to women as something bad. Yeah, which, like, I imagine if you're like a young guy and your DNA is your quote unquote, your DNA, like, your impulses are telling you to do that, to at least go there and see what, what's there to find. And all, all, not all society, but like mainstream media, everything is telling you, like, oh, no, that's good that's bad believe in women rape and then there, there's also like all these like me too shit which it's may what may have started as a good thing quickly turned into like a witch hunt and then you see this and you're like man do i it's, but because like we're in portugal here that shit hasn't really arrived here but i imagine if you live in like very liberal 
America or Canada, like LA, you're like, oh, not, I imagine like, no, of course not everyone is like that, but that shit's always in the back of your mind. What if they decide to just like, oh my God, he's raping me. <laughs> and he's just like, I was just talking to you. And I feel like, and that's the thing that happens. Like we were talking about Star Wars before and like, okay, you guys have probably seen Star Wars. If not, so the way Darth Vader became Darth Vader was Anakin, which was, which was the guy who became Darth Vader. If you, if you haven't seen it by this point, I'm not going to. But like the way it happened was he was in conflict within himself with like dealing with the good side and the bad side. And he was not sure of both sides. And so he was repressing all the bad shit because he knew if he talked with the Jedis, they would kind of like kick him out because they couldn't even think about those things. They couldn't feel anger. They couldn't do anything. Yeah. So he was just like, oh, my God, but I'm feeling this. Can I talk at least talk with this, get some advice? And eventually that led him to, you know, become going fully into the dark side, almost killing his wife. You know, this is a movie, it's dramatic, but to sum it up, to leading to the dark side. And I feel like that's what always happens with rep repressing shit. If you repress shit, it's like, that's, that's taking a toll on you. And either that shit's all going to come out at once, are you going to do some bad things with all that hate and anger and repression you're putting? Because like, if you imagine a guy and you're like, oh, I want to meet new girls. Society tells me it's bad. When I see a girl I find attractive walking by me or I see her, I feel like, oh, first impulse, there's this like rush of emotions. Then it's like, oh, but I, it's like, oh, it's bad. And then you regret that. And then a lot of like the, the incels, like the, which is like involuntary celibate, which is like pretty much you guys who can't get girls. A lot of them did those like mass shootings and all those things. They were part of those groups of people who are like repressed. They don't know where to go for advice. If they get advice, they're they're like shamed for it. Like imagine, maybe not 10 years ago, but like imagine today, what would you say to someone or what would society say to someone who hires like a dating coach like this, guys? It's like, oh, weird. That's so weird. Oh, my God. Why do you, you need a dating coach? But but that, there's no there's no shame in admitting that you need like a, a coach. It's just like any other area in life. Going by that, like, logical thinking, you're also, like, as a human being, as an animal, you're also not supposed to, to need physical, like, assistant, like, physical, um, like, a personal trainer. You, you shouldn't need someone to tell you what you need to do to be healthy. All animals kind of know already what to do to survive and thrive in nature. But we, guess what? Humans, we've kind of messed some stuff up. Now we need nutritionists and trainers and all this advice about health. There's no shame in that. No one's like ashamed of that. So why are we ashamed when it comes to social bonding, especially in men talking to women, when it's an essential part of health, even? Yeah. Like it's just like if you don't believe in that, just take the example of the mass shooters. You think that's good for anyone's health? Literally people die. And yeah, that, the main reason I believe is repressed emotions on, on, on men in this case that they couldn't express it's not that they couldn't express but there was like no acceptance for their emotions like you were saying they didn't have any outlet or, or they at least they didn't found it because now with the internet we kind of have communities where you can talk about it but what happens in the cases of people that don't find those outlets you like you said like the bottled up shit eventually has to get out and if you're one of those persons that's like already has those propensities for violence and stuff it'll come out in the worst ways possible yeah for sure and the thing, and that's just the thing, is I feel like whatever it is, the, the thing, we shouldn't, like, just repress people and, like, assume 
I, I always keep going back to this, but uh, for me, it's just the fifth habit on the book, uh, the seven habits of highly effective people, which is try to understand before being understood. Try to understand what, what made somebody go get that help. What is their life experience? What do they actually want in their life? Whatever it is, for how fucking disturbed you may think it is at first, give people a chance. Because shaming and mocking and especially shaming, I feel like that's the worst. Because, for example, if somebody feels guilty about something, they usually solve it. If they feel shameful about it, they repress it. You see this especially like people who are very shameful about being fat. They keep, they keep eating shitty. They just repress that. They're like like alone in the dark and then it's like, oh, that didn't happen. If they felt guilty about it, they're like, no, I need to change this shit. And we we all we all felt like this where it's like where you did like, oh fuck, I feel guilty for doing that to that person. You immediately go solve it. Immediately. When you feel shame about it, you're like, oh, I I don't even want to think about it. Get that shit out of my face. You see this social anxiety. If some like somebody makes fun of a kid, the last thing you want to do is go back to those people in that space. Whereas, like, if he fucked with someone, he feels bad. Now he really wants to go there and apologize. And that's why, oh man, I see a lot of this, especially, like, I feel like this is mostly young people nowadays with all this, like, PC culture and all this shit. It's just that people people are not trying to understand others. They just want to get their point across because they think, they think their view is, like, the ultimate correct, right? And I don't think there's anything in, in my life uh, there's probably some things, but a lot of things I'm willing to at least listen to the other side. I'm just going to be like, oh, maybe I was wrong. Maybe, okay, let's see what you have to say. Maybe he has a good argument. Even Jordan Peterson talks about it in his book. It's like, always assume that the other person knows something you don't. And I feel like more and more nowadays, we're, we're doing the complete opposite, where we think we know everything and, oh, oh, how could he do that? I would never have done that. When you, you probably have done something similar to that. You know, it's crazy. Example of this, like recently, PewDiePie has been getting like uh, into some again into like some more media stupid shit. Basically, like he gave a, a donation to to a charity and then retracted it because he found out more things about the charity. It wasn't that good. Whatever. Like the the articles that came out the, the next day were like, oh, PewDiePie retracts donation to anti eight group, like making him seem like it was like anti Jewish. Like they were trying to implicate it was a Nazi again. And that's the same. Like. People, that's why we and the people that do this. I'm not saying that they're bad people because I don't think anyone does any. No, people don't have the motivation of being bad. Yeah. No one wants to be bad. People are just ignorant. That's like there's the the quotes like, "Don't attribute to malice what can be more easily explained by ignorance." Most people, when they do these kind of like when they shame these kind of incels or whatever, they don't do it out of a place of like I want this people this person to feel bad. They yeah. they don't even know they don't even know the the harm that they're doing and so. That's the the real issue. That's why we all we all need to like from like I do this mistake. Everyone does this mistake from both sides. Like from the, if you're a liberal, if you're a conservative, we all assume that we what we know and what we think is right is in fact right. We don't. We try kind of shut, shut ourselves down in our mind and we don't open this dialogue for new conversations. But that's the thing. Like if like Jordan Peterson says, if you always <clears throat> assume that someone knows more than you in some kind of regard you might learn something new. And that's like the goal in, in like, if you're just, even if, even if you're trying like to make new friends, that's how you meet new people. You start out dialogues and you don't put barriers yeah. on, like, of course you have some barriers. You don't want to like tell your life story to someone you just met, but 
you don't you don't put barriers on stupid shit that don't need to be there you, you open dialogue as much as possible and that's how you create friendship and conversations and for me i i noticed this especially and this is the the reason why i don't talk politics with pretty much anyone anymore because you know it's like oh conversation going super well and then you talk about like oh yeah i'm, I'm more like i lean more to the right a little bit like economic wise they're like oh what do you mean and you're like this person is not even willing to from now on they're not even going to listen to what I'm going to say. They're just going to try to come up with a reason to say why it's not true. And and I feel like this happens especially in politics because it's such like moral-based problems, value-based problems, which you... And, and I was hearing, surprisingly, Ben Shapiro talk about this on the Logan Paul podcast because I was listening. It was, it was it is surprisingly a good podcast. I recommend you go watch it. But it's... Ben Shapiro was talking about this where he says he regularly... Like, regularly brings guests that he disagrees with just so they can chat and so he can try to see their side because nowadays politics it's the exact opposite of that it's people on both ends screaming their why they're right and why the others are wrong and then nothing gets done like this because it's any and you see it when you get into that mindset you're not even trying to you're not even trying to to see what's better for everyone just trying to win and when you just try to win, you'll go. You, that, that's when you'll shame people. That's when you, you'll go like go outside of the the law, quote unquote, to to win. And you see this a lot of like now, quote unquote, fake news. They're just trying to bring people down it's because of that. They don't care if their their info is correct or if the the guy who gave them their info that was accurate. They just want to care. Like, oh, it serves my narrative. Okay, let's go. It's true now. You see, like this when in America, not to get too political, but when the Russian collision thing with Donald Trump. They were like trying so hard to make that happen. Then it comes out there's no coll collision, or collegation or whatever they call it. And then the left is like, uh, we still need to impeach him. Uh, but he was something, finding something. It's like, get over it. You were wrong. Please recognize recognize when you're wrong as well. That's what, and I feel like we can, I'll pass it to you and then we can end. Which is like, people, like you need to be okay being wrong. And then if necessary, apologizing for being wrong. Also, like um, uh, Stephen Arkovi talks about in the book, The Fifth Habit, like the habit I was talking about, which is to to be open to new opinions and to to be able to to realize that you may be wrong. You need to be to realize that you need to be influenced by other people. You can't be like that person's like, oh, I'm never influenced by anyone. No, because that is to assume that everything you already know is correct, and we clearly know that. And you see this even in science. Like now, there's theories that say that Einstein was wrong in some things. Does it mean it was not smart? Does it mean it was not correct for the time? Absolutely not. It's just there's different steps on the process. Yeah, there's different standards. Even like just giving talking about the Einstein example, it's funny because it, not even talking about him, but before that we used to think that the 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 earth the sun was the one the one that went around the earth and the earth was like the center of the universe. And that was that was common knowledge in the time. That doesn't mean people were dumber. Yeah. Like it's just it's just kind of it was what it was and then when like when that shit got thrown out people just started thinking the other thing and there's no inherent dumbness in being wrong you know i'd say the opposite like most people who are willing to be wrong are usually the smartest because they're the ones who like the biggest like you hear this a lot in every single self-help book and every like article what's the thing everyone says failure leads to growth yeah. and that's like a truth the 
contrived method of improving on anything. If you want to get better at something, go out, do it. You'll eventually fail at it. That's not the goal, but failure is a, an essential part of, of growth. And so, and people have kind of like, like this kind of like, try to deny that. This kind of just like, kind of jumped over the, the failure and just trying to be right from the beginning. And there's no... You're not superior because you got it wrong at the first. You got it right at the first time. You know, you're not superior to someone who, who got it wrong and then got it right. It's just different paths of achieving it, and there's no wrong in, like in the in the case of the political thing. There's nothing wrong with being wrong, even in that like admitting a mistake. I feel like if politicians were more eager to not eager but like more willing to admit mistakes I, I i have no idea how politics works but i I'd, I'd be willing to bet that they would be more liked by the people because that we're just so tired of, of falsehood in and especially in, in politics like everyone's kind of has an agenda going on and no one really cares about the truth and what's right and you just need to do those things if you're like a a human being and you want to do better for the world it's like it all boils down to that. If you want to improve yourself, if you want to improve the world, it's kind of like a b about being better and doing good things for, for others. And how you do like, and for you to do that, you're not gonna do, you're not gonna get it right at the first time. You'll keep on making mistakes, and you'll eventually get there. Absolutely. And I think uh, with that we can end this episode. So uh, maybe not on the next episode, but uh, pretty soon we're gonna start having guests, and then we'll we'll ask you guys for some questions on Instagram. If you for for now have any questions about any of this especially maybe more the dating social side of it because we're gonna have like an expert on that on the podcast uh you can send your questions pretty yeah in instagram is the best spot to reach us at at paths of meaning and uh with that being said this was the searching for meaning podcast and we'll see you next week bye bye